Well, welcome inside to another edition of One Leg Up with Alex Garrett. And with me now is someone who I met at the Nassau County Games for the Physically Challenged. You might know the name Busani, the brand Busani Mobility. Well, I got to welcome Dan Busani, the man whose family is behind the name. And he continues on the Busani legacy. And right off the bat, Dan, thanks for joining. And what makes Busani one leg up in transportation, if you will? That's cool. That's a good question. You know, um, there are some people that do what we do, but I think our commitment to service and the commitment to the customer, the consumer's experience, I think is really what sets us above, you know, sets us apart from all the other people. Um, you know, this isn't a, try to make it not a car buying experience, but something that they're going to be happy with and, and give them a lifestyle that they're shooting for. Um, we've been pretty successful with that. I, I think part of our our, our commitment and involvement in the community has given us a really good kind of a front row seat as to what makes what makes our customers tick. Um, and we've been good at it for a long time. I mean, we've always, always, always had service in the mind, you know, so I think our reputation kind of was built around that. And uh, I, I often hear people talk about we were kind of, we were always there for them. You know, anytime a service issue happens, we have, a, we have an access line that people can call. Um, it's just, it's community mindedness, you know, it's just being part of their team. And how much, how many people are on your team to make accessibility, not just in Long Island, but I believe in the city as well. Well, that's a good question. So we have um, right now, we have three operating locations, two on Long Island, one in Bethpage, which has been there for, that's our, that's kind of our flagship. Um, and one in Smithtown, Long Island, serving the Suffolk County crowd, uh, and then one in Westchester County, um, you know, uh, kind of flanking the boroughs. Boroughs are a tough place to, to set up shop. There's a lot of different rules and a lot of different, uh, and a lot of expense in that, in that place that makes things a little bit more difficult to run. But I think the thing is our locations, as far as staffing goes, we have about 40 people. Um, and I think the the thing that is really good about what we do is we keep the locations relatively small. We really enjoy um, the consumers having a family family like orient. You know, it's a family style place. You walk in, everybody knows somebody's name. Um, it's it's not new faces all the time. It really makes people feel comfortable when they know the people that they're talking to. They know who they're talking to over the telephone. They know who they're to, who's working on their cars. So, um, yeah, and we're actually we are working on expanding our business into the into the Mid Hudson Valley into Kingston, New York. There's a pretty big void up there. We hear a lot of clients kind of have to drive quite a way to get some service. So, we're working on building a team for that area too. All right, I know that you, you just mentioned you know not an easy it's, it's tough accessibility almost everywhere, and that is because. Lyft and Uber are not always accessible. You know, they try and pride themselves on it, but they're really not in the outer boroughs. So Busani Mobility fills that void, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, Lyft and Uber, um, that's an ongoing struggle. Um, it, it took New York City and the TLC a lot of time and a lot of lawsuits <laughs> and newscasts and all kinds of things to try to make Uber and Lyft recognize the disability community. Um, and it's, it's slowly, it's slowly doing its job. It's, it's not where we all want it to be, but you know, when that, when that mass transit and when those things and, and like the accessorize and all the, all the programs that were intended to help the disabled, 
they, it's just, there's just not necessarily the sense of, um, of immediacy, um, independence, you know, you still, even though you can dial somebody and, 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 um, they show up at your house, it's just still not, it's not at the consumer's, uh, time frame. It's, you have to wait. You're still kind of reliant upon somebody else. And we still find that owning your own car, having access to your own vehicle has far and away made the lives of the disabled community better. And what inspired you to start this? Because, you know, Busani is, is, a, is pretty much a huge name in the adaptability world and disability transportation world. Is it family or what, what got you started with Busani Mobility? Well, uh, um, my dad actually started the business. It's kind of a cool story. I'll try to give you the abridged version. Um, he, was, uh, he was in the service in the Army in the 60s during Vietnam era. He suffered a broken arm, had to go into the hospital for a couple of weeks. And um, while he was in the hospital in Germany, um, there were a lot of um, uh, servicemen were being brought back to the hospital that he was in uh, with some pretty severe um, injuries. Uh, they got hurt in Vietnam and they shipped him back to Germany for them to recover. And after, you know, and at that point he, he, I mean, he told me when I was a little kid, he's like, I, I remember seeing these guys come back into the hospital and I'm like, what in the world, how are these guys going to get back into their, their livelihoods into their life when they get home? So, you know, I mean, that was a thought that he had and he, and he told me about it. And then part of the, the story goes, he, he, he got, you know, discharged from the army, went back into his life and he got into the front end business. So he was a car guy, you know, changing uh, brakes and transmissions and tires and that kind of stuff. And uh, so he, he was somewhat familiar with the automotive industry back in the seventies. And then a family friend had joined a law practice and the partner in the law practice had post polio syndrome and he used hand controls. And the only place that he could get his hand controls was in New Jersey. So he said to my father, he says, John, you're missing an opportunity here. I have to go all the way to New Jersey for these hand controls to be installed or adjusted or whatever. He says, why don't you call this guy and go and see if you can do it? So he did it. He got taught how to use hand controls. Then he began installing hand controls in people's driveways. He would take their, he'd take his car, you know, he'd drive to their home. My mother would answer the telephone and, and schedule appointments. And my dad would be out installing hand controls in the people's driveways, in their, in their car, in their driveway at their house. That was in the seventies and 74 fast forward, you know, every couple of years, the, the word of mouth just kind of made it all happen. And, you know, in 1980, he bought a building in 1996, he bought another building. And then in the two thousands, we expanded, we sort of built the business up on that. Um, but yeah, that's how it started. My dad started, he didn't have any disabilities. He just had a, he had an idea. He knew somebody that had a disability and it got us started. And I got in the business because, Quite honestly, I was uh, I wasn't doing my I wasn't uh, a very good student. So the best the best education I had was uh, under my dad's thumb, you know. And he kind of watched me grow, and he, he he led me through this whole process. And I wanted to do this. I just I always liked being around him. I liked to I liked to watch him when he was talking to customers. I got to meet other people that worked for us, and I just got to I just got a a, a sense of comfort in doing what he did and doing what we do. And the thing that really keeps me going now is just every time I get off the phone with somebody, they're they're I feel like we've helped them. Well, let's so, talk mechanics. Let's talk mechanics because obviously you saw your dad make these mobility vehicles for people with disabilities, and the evolution of the mechanics. You've seen that too. Oh, to say the very least, 
you know, when I first started, I got I got into this pretty much right out of high school. And then, of course, I was I was around it ever since I'm a little kid. The business is actually older than I am. But well, I, I started working here um, and I was doing we were welding. It was a ton of it's a big weld shop at that point. It was a very dirty business. It was all full size Ford vans. Um, we had to put raised tops on them. You may even remember back in the old days at the games, there would be these vans everywhere. They had these big fiberglass pop tops on them and, you know, the doors and it was all, it was all made in our shop and it took a long time. Nothing was the same twice. I mean, we worked hard at it, but you know, everything was kind of a little different. And then it started to go the minivan direction. And then the minivan started to get onto an assembly line. So now they could produce a whole lot more vehicles at one time they were you know not all of them were the right size for everybody so the full-size van market and that construction model still existed but it was getting recognized by some pretty big players that could help this industry along so they so they assembly lined a lot of these product processes and products so um the full-size vans sort of dwindled away a little bit and the minivans kind of picked up um and Ever since then, it's really just been refining those processes and the products that they're producing nowadays are significantly better than they ever were. Um, assembly line, the manufacturing plants are bigger, better, much better technology, um, really, really good quality assurance processes. So we've morphed from a, manu- a small time manufacturer, well, you know, a custom shop to a little bit more of a, a dealer. But our dealership is really geared towards the the comfort and the access for the consumers. Well, you know, obviously in the city, I, I we see taxi cabs all over. And I have to ask, are any of those vehicles that are actually accessible Busani vehicles? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. None of them came easily, I'll tell you. The, the TLC industry is um, the taxi, the yellow cabs, the green cabs. And even now, a lot of the Uber vehicles are... Um, and I do owe some of that. I do have to give a shout out uh, to the TLC. They've done a, the, the Taxi Limousine Commission in New York City. They've done a pretty good job of, of directing everybody down down the path of accessibility. Right now, because of the congestion, you can't even get a vehicle for that's um, not wheelchair accessible. They won't even issue license plates for cars that are not wheelchair accessible. So they've made a really strong impact on changing the the whole fleet over. But yeah, we've done several hundred, maybe thousands of those vehicles, um, and we're proud to tell you that I mean those things are really good quality. That was a big thing. We we made sure we stayed with the right right product, um, keep it simple, and um, the, yeah, I, the, the the goal obviously is the wheelchair user, right? So th- we made sure that they have the right size. We helped on some of the um, the specs talked through a lot of the development of these of these products so yeah the tlc industry is a is a portion of our business um we have a couple people working you know specifically for that and that hard work's paying off man because it's recognized by the tlc that these people have a place to go to get the cars and of course that's where they're putting their their attention right now now i gotta be honest there are some in the city that seem to think they know how to drive a or even do the unlocking, locking, loading, unloading process in these vehicles. And sometimes you could just tell they're not trained enough. So does Busani train more drivers, you know, year by year? Yes, we train our drivers um, as they purchase the vehicles, but sometimes they don't necessarily use them. 
and that some you know the train lies in anything else. If you don't if you you don't use it, you lose it. Um, I will tell you, I did. I was certified, still am actually, to teach the uh, the three hour program for the TLC for the drivers to get their TLC to get their wheelchair uh, um, endorsement. And it was a really cool thing to do. It's been a while since we've since we've been doing it, but it was a really cool thing to do. It was a three-hour class. Most of the drivers came into the class basically just. I think they felt like it was a waste of their time. And I feel good enough about this industry and this this whole community, and I'm just passionate enough about it. Where at the end of the three hours, the guys are shaking my hand and thanking me for what I was training them. Um, you know, and again, you can learn. You can be you can be excited to to know it and do it, but it's it's you got to use it. So, yeah, we do train the guys when they take the vehicles. Um, and as a matter of fact, I was talking to one of the other guys in my office today. We want to start offering more of like refresher classes, too. Well, so let's talk about actual if, people with disabilities who do want to drive and have that independence. I know that you guys help them as well. Now, does that come with the vehicle and driving lessons for those with disabilities, hand controls, those adaptations? Good question. No, um, there's a there's a uh, there's a couple of people out there that do strictly do driver training for people with disabilities. It's not as simple as just sit in a car, make a left, make a right, look over your shoulder. You know, just like the standard. Like my 16 year old daughter just took a road test. So while I'm going gray, worrying about that, I also know that it's a completely different experience than for somebody with a disability, especially that because the disability impacts what they may or may not be able to do. So the driving evaluators, there is a there is a, a job role in this world, in this community, that is a certified driver rehab specialist. And this person is a, has occupational therapy training. They have physical therapy training. They know a lot about disabilities. And they're a driving instructor. And they know about the equipment used for certain disabilities. Not every disability needs the same kind of equipment. So you, you're a you're guy. You can get around without a real problem. Um, you know, a lot of people need hand controls. That's all they need, just simple hand controls. They hop in the seat and they drive away. Other people need electronic driving equipment because they can't even touch their nose with one hand. And guess what? We can get them driving. So it, it's a, it is a wide spectrum of ability. There's a wide spectrum of product, and there's a wide spectrum of training required before people hit the road. You know, your story about how your dad wanted to accommodate veterans from the Vietnam War it's very much what Dr. Viscardi did for those returning from World War II. And I don't know if anybody's ever made that comparison, but yes, he created the Viscardi Center in 1952 for those with people with disabilities returning from war. And then, of course, the school in 1962. But my question to you, uh, Mr. Dan Busani, is do veterans still get uh, treated and, and, and get you know accommodations from Busani Mobility? Absolutely. Veterans get... A lot of our attention. Um, the VA has a nice program for the veterans where they'll subsidize some of the some of the work that gets done. And you know, like you said, my dad was a was a vet, and we make sure that the veterans get get top notch top notch responses. Um, as far as the product and stuff go, there's really no difference. They, they, you know, a disability, as far as we're concerned, is is what we treat, or we we treat the automotive needs related to a disability. So. If you're a veteran and you come into Busani, you're getting your. We have direct communication with the VA, so we can work with them on any kind of funding or anything like that that has to happen. Um, you know, we try to make that experience for the veterans as good as possible. Come in, let us do all the work. You tell us what you need, and we'll figure it out. 
you know, at the games for the physically challenged, I have to ask this. Obviously, you probably have parents come up to you, hey, how can I get an accessible vehicle for my kid, right? So what was that like this weekend, that weekend? Yeah, you know what? It, I get, yes, you're absolutely correct. I do the, uh, I volunteer at the table tennis, um, table tennis uh, event. And I should, I got to give a shout out to my late, my late buddy, Pete Zarba, who was, who did that for love decades. Pete. You love Pete, right? Pete worked for my dad. Pete was, so well, let me take a quick a little uh, tangent here. Pete Zarba, I met Pete when I was a seven-year-old kid, seven years old. Just loved him. I mean, he was like an uncle, you know, and he, um, he actually ended up being my confirmation sponsor. That's, that's how much this guy meant to me. So just, that's a little, that's a little side note there for those that know Pete. But, um, yeah, we, uh, at the games I get talked to about how do they get vehicles for kids? Um, you know, what kind of products are out there? I follow up with all the people and talk to them. I say, listen, you know, there are some things out there. There are some state New York state, uh, programs out there for children with disabilities. So there's not only for children, but, you know, medically fragile children, but also, uh, uh adolescents and, and even young adults that are, um, trying to get into the workforce, you know, maybe had a disability, didn't make it through mainstream schooling, what have you, need some assistance that parents don't have enough money, um, you know, they need some assistance. There are some uh, New York State programs that will assist in funding for vehicles for families or vehicles for kids that are trying to get into college slash to the, uh, join the workforce. So there are some pretty good programs out there for, for parents. And, you know, what, what's the future? I, I want to ask about the fall because we're about to hit school. We're about to hit college. You know, everybody's kind of getting back in the swing of things a couple of years after the pandemic. So where where do you see Busani Mobility playing a role this fall? Oof. Um, this fall is going to be a, is going to be a strange one for us. I'll tell you what, with the with the shortage in vehicles and the, just the whole the, co- the repercussions from COVID, I'm not 100 percent sure how to answer the question, Alex. Um, we are day to day. We're we're just things are are changing. Um, I, the one thing I can promise you is when the fall comes, Busan is going to be refreshed and ready to go. I mean, we're getting all of our vacations and stuff out of the way now because when the fall comes and the and the you know when when the uh, when the spike hits, we're going to be here. Whether there's vehicles available or we're just we're going to you know assist people with service and hold things out a little while longer. We, we even have a rental program where we rent vehicles out. We have a nice fleet that's building. Um, we're, we're trying to fill backfill with people who, you know, people's cars get damaged. They get into accidents. They, or they just wear out. Um, they need something to drive. What do we do? You know, so we're trying to, we're trying to uh, boost up our rental fleet to help out there too. Now like you I just, said, you clicked the, in my the, brain, anything special for prom that you could tell us from this past year? Um, you know, I've been working every year, every year I get a phone call from somebody looking for an accessible party bus. And I think I found one. Um, I can, if somebody needs one, they can give me a shout. We have somebody that I can refer people to finally. Um, but yeah, you know what, just because you're disabled doesn't mean you want to, you have to live differently, right? You don't want to necessarily have to be different. You want to go to the prom and do things like that. So yeah, we're, we're, we've done a lot of research and try to find things to get some keep people included in, in, in the regular world. And, uh, the party bus is it. That's, that's my best, that's my best, uh, out of the box one. All right. How about this one? Do you hire people with disabilities to work on these vehicles to actually give you guys some input? Absolutely. We do a tremendous amount of, um, 
just I, I personally, like I said, I spent a lot of time in the community, but I, I spent a lot of time following up with customers and just seeing how what they feel about the vehicles, uh, equipment, what do they need, what's new. Um, we have, unfortunately, right now, I don't have anybody working for our company that that is disabled, but we have in the past have had quite a few people that work here that use the equipment. And to me, that was a really, really good, um, it was good insight into what's needed. You know, we'd say even a guy like Pete, Pete, hey, take this car home for the night. Tell me what you think. You know, he would drive the car home and he'd come back the next day. He's like, it's too tight or it's, it's, it's great. It's big. It's, you know, steering's too tight or whatever. But just having that, having somebody on the ground to do that kind of stuff was great. Um, I, I'm absolutely open to, to hiring customers and people that need our equipment. Um, so if this, if this message actually gets out to anybody that might be looking for a job, have them give me a buzz. Oh, that, that is music to, I'm sure, a lot of people's ears that want to work. All right, the politicians, all right? So I want to bring you on in August because I felt like the message is always, hey, it's ADA month. It's Americans with Accessibility, you know, uh, Americans with Disabilities Act month, blah, blah, you know, yada, yada, yada yep. by the politicians. Great this, great that. But then the conversation stops, and Daniel Busani, you are living proof that the conversation never stops. Accessibility never right. ends. So why does it feel... Like they just roll out the red carpet for one month out of twelve. I don't know the answer to that one, man. I, the best I can do is, you know, politicians are politicians. I think they can always be doing more. Except for Bruce Blakeman, I, I really think of... he has the best interest in mind for those with disabilities. To be honest, who's that? Bruce Blakeman. I think he's got the best interest in oh, mind yeah. as Nassau County Executive. Yeah. Well, I think the fact that you're, in, you know, the, the the people associated with Nassau County, I think, have a uh, for lack of a better term, an unfair advantage or a better, a better, like a front row seat to what goes on in Nassau County for disabilities. I think, um, uh, the last couple of years, it started with Mangano, it went through, uh, Laura Curran, and now it's still with Bruce Blakeman. I think doing the games for the physically challenged is a really, really good, um, kind of flag for these guys to plant. You know, I think it, I think it really brings awareness to it. Um, and you always see the faces at those games. It's just, it's good to see it. It brings everybody together. That community feel is really, really big in Nassau County. Will you be in the community at all this fall? And by the way, uh, wrapping up here, give us your, all your information for contacting. Sure. Yeah. Um, this fall I'm, listen, I'm always around. If there's an event going on, either myself or one of my guys is always there. Um, I just did one at the Canine Companions. It was so much fun. I, well, I got a chance to meet them. I was this past Friday, I know. Yeah, you know what? I missed it. I was trying to get over there. I couldn't do it. Like I told you, I had a lot of people on vacations. I was talking with Dawn and uh, and Jessica Reese over there. I was I went. I brought my my one of my guys and my wife and my daughter. And I was like, this place is awesome. You know, it's just such a cool thing to see. And man, those dogs make you wanna. They just you, you fall in love with those dogs, man. It's unbelievable. But, yeah, so it's stuff like that. Like community stuff, we try to be part of it as much as we possibly can. I just I'm, I connected with the ALS Foundation a couple of weeks ago. There's a new executive director over there. So we're working with them to try to help out. Uh, community's it, man. Community's where it is for me. And that's that's the best way that I can develop this business and develop my commitment to the community is to be in it. And I took that. That was kind of a message that Pete taught me as a young kid. He was always around. Everybody knew him. He, and and it, it it not only did it help the customers but it helped him. So I feel like that's that's the one thing that I can bring to this industry is is some FaceTime for the for the community. It's 
the best I got to offer. But yeah, you can get me anytime, man. Let me let me give you uh, the website address is uh, www.busanimobility. B u s s a n i m o b i l i t y dot com. And we, like I told you, we have the three locations in in uh, Bethpage, Smithtown, and Mamaroneck. Soon to have one in Kingston, New York. And I can let me give you our phone number. Um, it is. I'm taking it right off the website. Eight 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 three seven nine four seven zero nine. Once you get into that number, you can find anywhere you want to go. You can get to the individual locations. Check out the website. We have a little chat room there. We have all the vehicles on there. Um, and you can get me direct. You can get me at dbusani at wegetyouthere.com. That's my email address. Good to hear your voice. Thanks for, keep, thanks for including me in this. Let's talk soon. I'm Alex Garrett, where, of course, we're always adapting.